0: You're listening to my viewfinder. I release a new episode every week on Friday. Hit that subscribe button and don't miss out on any of these awesome conversations. All right, let's ask some of these weird questions. I ask my guests, um, if you're interested, I did get interviewed by Alex Williams, uh, for his, my wax museum podcast, and I'll link that out. But, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's throw some of these questions at myself. What is your favorite day of the week? and why I don't really know much about days of the week since uh, I don't have a weekday job. Um, So framing it in a different way, I mean, every day is fun, so I don't have a specific one. Maybe my favorite day of the week is any day where I go to bed and I don't feel like I've been embittered or done something I'll feel guilty about. So uh, pick a day, and I hope that I've had that kind of day in that week. My Viewfinder is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. Today, I want to tell you about ATB's new podcast, The Future Of. Join Todd Hirsch, ATB's Vice President and Chief Economist, as he connects with special guests who offer unique and useful perspectives about the future. Explore how our economy and communities not only brace for change, but embrace the opportunity it creates. From the future of women in business to the changing nature of work itself, The Future Of helps understand what's coming and what we need to do today to get to the Tomorrow We Want. Featuring two episodes each month, plus bonus episodes, The Future Of includes interviews with top community and business leaders from Alberta and around the world. Subscribe to The Future Of in the Apple Store, Google Play, Spotify, and everywhere podcasts are found. And connect to ask your questions about the future by emailing thefutureof at atb.com. Well, uh, Dave... Let's uh, interview ourselves. So how has 2020 gone for you? Well, um, like everybody else, uh, it's been a bit of a roller coaster. I think the immediate impact of not being allowed to continue in this standard pattern was difficult to absorb at first. You know, I was already in the doldrums as far as photography was concerned, but the first lockdown really got me to sit still and shine some light at uh, everything. In the end, my wife and I like to call this uh, period a value checking or a life assessment year. We've had the opportunity to focus on what's really important. For us, that uh, became family, health, food, and then work, probably in that order. So what changes did you make? You know, I'm probably fitter than I've ever been in my life, and I've watched an obscene number of movies and shows. Um, I've got a podcast actually that contributes to a large amount of that view time, but uh, it's still just a fraction of my total hours this year. Uh, Kyle Marshall and I have a podcast about our time traveling movie exploits that you can look for. It's called Kyle and Dave vs. The Machine, and we're on YouTube now. But uh, you know, just to give you an idea of my personal movie watching, Helen and I decided to watch the entire Marvel Universe film series in the Marvel Universe chronological timeline and we finished that probably in March so you know uh, quick note that story makes a lot more sense in order although it doesn't excuse all the crap movies that are shoved in there yeah, specifically looking at you Thor Dark world ugh. As far as work, well, uh, the main project actually has been this podcast, coming out of this uh, disillusionment or even malaise. I realized that I couldn't think my way back into creativity, and with the lockdown I I couldn't go out and just force myself to shoot. Instead, over time, I decided that speaking to other photographers and embracing my previous education and philosophy might uh, create some good conversations and maybe some uh, great information. I was also accepted into the inaugural Uh, exposure studio program over the summer and that expanded the breadth of this project and introduced me to some incredible creatives and thinkers in the city. It also gave me access to inspiring talks from internationally recognized artists so I'm super grateful that I got to be part of that. So the large part of my work focus has been what you're listening to now which is my attempt to gain some perspective one conversation at a time. As a practical reward, after the first lockdown ended, I found myself taking pictures again and actually enjoying it for the first time in probably over a year. In doing so, I got to hang out with my friend Alvin and just walk around downtown for a few weeks. And uh, with all the new friends I'm making, um, I've got possibilities for new projects and collaborations. Um, At least that's if we're ever allowed back outside. So what were some of the main talking points? Well, I am seeing that I'm obsessed with this self-interested portion of the artistic process. Originally, I used photography as an outlet for all these negative experiences I believed I was going through. Uh, But over the last five or six years, this has evolved into an understanding that so much of my suffering actually came from my own mind. My perception of self put me in contradiction with living. And more importantly, that if I had control over anything, it was solely in this perception. I could basically opt to be part of or opposed to events that inevitably occur around me. And as Helen recently reminded me of this Henry Ford quote, uh, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Such a weird concept that the power of the mind isn't telepathy or fate shaping, but that reconfiguring this narrative around what's happening can create, well, creativity. When I speak with my creative friends, many of them seem to know this, whether they are aware of it specifically or not. It seems that they have a light in their minds that pushes them to craft more when they struggle. I mean, it's not a steadfast rule, we all burn out but uh, kind of as a principle. There's an understanding that art can be a tool and an activity to express their thoughts and moods and to communicate these with other people. They bring their life experiences into narratives and conversations around their art. I created art trying to force my audience to accept my concepts, at least uh, in reflection. And that, as it uh, seems obvious now, has turned out to be impossible. I can't force anyone to do anything. Instead, if the creative process yields something I'm okay with for myself, then it can matter a lot less what other people think of it. And the connection with even one person who finds meaning in this world can hold that much more power. Even if that connection never occurs, the creative process itself would not be in vain. Uh, You know, that sounds all great on paper. In practice, of course, life is a little bit more complex. But the approach, the mindset itself, is quite simple. There are more intricate discussions in here of course, the relationship of self, to society, the impact of societal and patriarchal biases, colonial biases, sexual biases. Bias in general is unavoidable, no matter how woke we try to be. The role of the audience or the dialogue between the artist and their own critical eye, all of these begin to reflect our own unique makeup, so we get the variability and creativity, uh, but. You know, it helps to keep in mind, photography itself is a dry process. It's a process based on finite scientific rules, but how it expresses itself through the artist's mind becomes unique, because each individual's approach in the use of these tools becomes a mirror of their own unique personalities. The more I look at this, the more I can see the artist in their work, whether I'm on the mark or not. And that's the most abstract and philosophical idea of all. It's a metaphysical conversation about the nature of reality. Is there something actual? Or is it all impressions? Do we know anything concrete? Or with each passing interpretation, do we move away from this scientific ideal of facts into the spiritual world of experience and faith? There's a lot there to break down, and honestly, all of human conversation has spent, I think, all of human existence wrestling with this base concept in its entirety. We may attribute formal philosophical thought to reasonably recent times, so for example, the Greeks, uh, you know, in 1000 BC up till today, or Eastern philosophy, I, I don't know. Um, maybe 2,000 years before the birth of so-called Christ. But I suspect informally that this has been a discussion point since the invention of words. I haven't even had a conversation about this yet. But I mean, think about the use of words, languages, symbols. Is there some conceptual conversations that can ultimately become a universal base of understanding? So what's your answer to that question? I don't think there's an answer. I mean, I, I suspect there isn't. But I think the desire for there to be some unifying factor is couched in the words uh, faith, grace, hope, etc. And it's a constructive driving force. But it seems like the modern mathematical idea of a single universal answer is really kind of bullshit. I mean, I think Douglas Adams succinctly parodied this when he answered that question. Uh, Just for those who don't know, the answer is 42. So then what's all this for? And what's coming next? Well, I think so far the one common thread is that the word creativity is really the important one. It's kind of become overcomplicated or maybe oversimplified into a pantomime or a romantic hyperbole of this bohemian human uh, process. That it's intuition and freedom itself personified. Creativity is literally the creation of things, concepts, ideas, words, work anything to express our experiences of being human. To be human is to be creative and in that sense it's necessary and reflective of how we as individuals or as a collective relate to the world around us. Artists such as the amazing people I've been able to meet uh, and I'm excited to meet more in the future, they have a public and aesthetic form of creativity. But I think any action or formal process that yields any new structure is human and creative itself. Arranging a bookshelf or folding paper into new shape, building Ikea furniture or inventing new side dishes to eat. I mean, wearing different clothes each day or trying a different route to a new destination or an old one. Any action is at its base a creative one i think we've gotten a bit trapped in this uh, maybe counterculture concept of the mundane it's easy to blame capitalism and work culture for this sense of myopia and enslavement i mean i i know i blame it all the time uh, you know that the rigors of a workday are unnatural unromantic uh, poisonous even but again i think i'm learning that the mind holds power here History has shown us that we cannot exist as a true bohemian society. I mean, the experiment with communes, they, they break apart socially at certain set numbers. I can't remember what I read, but maybe 7,500 human beings, after some specific size, uh, we require overlapping structures, laws, religion, relationships, you know, whatever these damned libertarians want to believe. Or really, communists as well, but... Um, So really, what choice do we have but to set our minds to find creativity in whatever task or life we find ourselves in? The true test of this, being human, will lie in expressing whatever we experience in new structures and forms. For us photographers, it's in images, and the narratives around and through uh, these images, whether they're intentional or abstract, Um, but artists in general do not hold any domain over this. It's, uh, It's bigger than that. Well, that's a lot of uh, abstraction and sort of presumptuous stuff. Uh, Any last words to share? Um, I guess uh, my thought is I'm going to keep pursuing these conversations uh, through the next year. My hope is to expand my guest list outside of my own personal relationships. Regardless of who I can entice to be on this podcast, I hope to get more information and more experience to strengthen my own relationship with uh, really my life. I'm learning to build things and whatever they actually become, I'll have to learn to let go of those expectations of those results. You know, whether it's pictures, these recorded words, my killer dance moves, you know. I don't think the phrase, the world is my oyster is accurate. Maybe I'm the world's oyster, one of billions. I'm wrinkled and hardened over time and just waiting to be split open and spit out some kind of pearl uh, or drown trying. It's getting a bit dark, Get those pearls out, people. That's uh, really what I have to say. So, um, there you have it. That's my interview with myself. If this recording turned out, then, yeah, 2020 is over. Thanks for uh, working with me by listening to all of this stuff. Thanks to all my guests so far and upcoming guests who have already met. Thanks again to the Alberta Podcast Network for helping support me. And, um yeah let's see what 2021 brings us hopefully the end of covid and the beginning of an even more creative era where we're just going to throw all kinds of cool shit at walls um, on the screen on paper and uh yeah, just enter a new age of creativity. Yeah. So this is David Yun. I've uh, just interviewed myself schizophrenically and, uh, or maybe not, maybe in a multi-personality disorder. I don't know. I'll have to look up a good term for that. And uh, have a great uh, passing of the year. And uh, we'll be back next week with uh, the next series of conversations. What's your favorite weather and why? You know, I used to think that to would be something sunny and dry and cool but uh, at the time of this recording we had this snowstorm just before christmas uh, actually this will be released on friday so uh, around tuesday we had that big drop probably a little over a foot of snow and yesterday my son and i crawled out <laughs> the snow is almost at his uh, thigh and his hip in some drifts and we went out uh, tobogganing that was uh, that was an amazing day so post heavy powder snow uh, when it's still starting to get sunny, yeah. If you could tell the world one thing, what would it be? I think that the secret of living joyfully resides in the mind, and not that we have thought control, but that the idea of will, willpower, is just that I can choose to be okay with whatever's happening, And I can choose to be not okay with it. The more I practice choosing to be okay with stuff, uh, the happier I feel. So, you know, uh, I'll tell the world to just choose to be happy, and the world itself will seem that much better. The Alberta Podcast Network works diligently to support and promote local podcasts. Podcasts like Hi, y'all. This is Ryan from the Eat More Barbecue podcast. I'm just a guy that loves slow smoked southern barbecue. I love eating it, I love cooking it, and I really love talking about it. I want to help grow the barbecue culture here in Alberta, and this podcast is a great way for me to share the stories of the people involved in the barbecue community, like restaurant operators and competitive barbecue cooks. Along the way, I also visit with other folks like farmers, distilleries, breweries, and anything of interest to barbecue people. A new episode comes out every Wednesday wherever you listen to podcasts. Keep on smoking, folks. If you're looking for Alberta content, then head on over to albertapodcastnetwork.com. Don't forget to help us with your subscribes and your likes. And thanks again for supporting the APN, Locally Grown, Community Supported. How would you summarize your life in one sentence? <laughs> slow learner. Uh, petulant. So uh, my life in one sentence is uh, David Yan is a petulant, slow Learner.